And so our two Bible readings. The first reading is from Psalm 107, beginning verse 23. Some went down to the sea in ships, doing business on the mighty waters. They saw the deeds of the Lord, his wondrous works in the deep. For he commanded and raised the stormy wind, which lifted up the waves of the sea. They mounted up to heaven, they went down to the depths, their courage melted away in their calamity. They reeled and staggered like drunkards, and were at their wits' end. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He made the storm be still, and the waves of the sea were hushed. Then they were glad because they had quiet, and he brought them from their desired haven. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wonderful works to humankind. Let them extol him in the congregation of the people, and praise him in the assembly of the elders. The second reading is taken from Matthew chapter 8, beginning verse 22, 23. And when he got into the boat, the disciples followed him. A gale arose on the lake, so great that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But he was asleep, and they went and woke him up, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid, you of little faith? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a dead calm. They were amazed, saying, What sort of a man is this? that even the winds and the sea obey him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be, be to God. God. Good morning. It's my um, task to deliver the sermon today. You'll be pleased to know that in the light of the weather, I've cut it down from two hours to just an hour. <laughs> No, seriously, in church, in churches, you may have noticed that sometimes we like to use obscure churchy words like ecumenism. And today is what's known as an ecumenical service. That is to say that there are a number of different churches represented here this morning from different Christian traditions. And praise God, it's always good to see Christians getting along with one another, isn't it? It's a good witness to the world, isn't it? So in the spirit of ecumenism, I've got a little story for you this morning about a man who started his life and for all of his life was an Anglican priest, uh, but who also founded the Methodist movement. So we've got Anglican priests here today and I'm a Methodist minister. So no prizes for guessing who it might be, but anyone would like to venture a guess? One Mr. John Wesley... He actually, you might well know that he actually preached here on this island some 300 years ago. And you can go and see the plaque up at St. Mary's, where the spot where he actually uh, preached. But apologies if you're already familiar with this story, but it goes like this. John and his brother Charles, uh, in 1735, they set out for America. They were enthused with the idea of preaching the gospel to the native North American people. 
Now, during the voyage, the ship was struck by a terrible storm, and John Wesley was terribly afraid. Um, and he prayed with the Engl- all the English passengers were terribly afraid, and um, so much so that one lady brought her baby to be baptized, uh, lest the ship should drown and they uh, lose their lives. So they got over that, but then a little while afterwards, John was at a service led by some German Moravian Christians. And uh, it was at that point that another massive wave engulfed the ship and it went down. It filled all the cabins with water. And again, Wesley was screaming in in, in terror. He was terrified. However, the Moravians were standing tall they carried on their service they stood and and sang praises to god men women and children well later when this storm calmed wesley asked the leader of the moravians he said how is it that you could stand there and sing praises to god in the midst of the storm to which the moravian leader looked him in the eye and he said we are not afraid to die sir and wesley said but you had women and children here, man. What's wrong with you? And the man again looked him in the eye and he said, our women and children are not afraid to die, sir. And it was at that point that Wesley realised that despite his education, he went to Oxford, he had this great intellect, he spoke several languages, he was an Anglican priest, and yet he realised that these Moravians had something that he didn't. And that was an absolute assurance and trust in God. They weren't afraid to lose their lives because they knew that whatever happened, God would never let them go. And it's the same in our gospel reading this morning, isn't it? Jesus and his disciples, they were sailing across Lake Galilee in a small boat when a storm blew up. Now, I've referred to it as Lake Galilee because it's an area of fresh water, relatively small in size, about 13 miles by 8. But don't be fooled by that because although although its position in the Jordan Valley, some 680 feet below sea level, makes for a climate that's warm and pleasant, a bit like it is right now with the sunshine, but on the west side of the Jordan Valley, there are hills with gullies that act like gigantic funnels when a cold wind blows in from the west and it causes the wind to rush down upon the lake with such savage violence and startling suddenness that it can be calm one moment and a raging storm the next. So this is clearly what happened to Jesus and his disciples in our passage this morning, such that the boat was swamped by the waves And the disciples became fearful for their lives, just as Wesley was on that trip to America. But where is Jesus to be found in the midst of all this? Well, he's fast asleep in the boat, isn't he? You see, Jesus was so at one with God the Father and so at peace that just like those Moravian Christians, he knew that whatever happened, God would never let him or the disciples go. But you might say, okay, it was easy for Jesus. Jesus is fully divine. Jesus was the one through whom all things were created. So, of course, when he rebuked the wind and the waves, they immediately became calm again. And it prompted the disciples to ask, what sort of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? 
But if the point of the story was merely that Jesus silenced the wind and the waves on a lake somewhere in the Middle East some 2,000 years ago, then what would it have to do with us today? And we might ask ourselves if Jesus could do that then and prevent those disciples from losing their lives, why does he not step in and do it today? Because we know that tragedies do happen, sadly, all the time. It happened here on this island just before Christmas, didn't it? We had, sadly, the tragedy of the, the fishing boat and, and then the uh, incident at Pier Road. And there have been more tragedies since. But the point of the story is more than Jesus stopping a storm some 2,000 years ago. The point of the story is to tell us that whatever befalls us, God is with us. Some of you may have heard of um, Peter Gregg. He founded the 24-7 prayer movement. And Peter and his wife, Sammy, they're wonderful Christians with a great faith. They've done wonderful things for the kingdom of God. They're great church leaders. But it doesn't mean that everything in their lives has gone smoothly. They, too, have had their fair share of tribulation with Sammy's battle with a, a massive brain tumour, which I believe still causes her to have horrific seizures today. But when asked about this, uh, when Peter Gregg appeared on Songs of Praise, when he asked, where is God in our suffering? I think he gave one of the most uh, profound replies I've ever heard. He said, so often when trouble comes, we expect God to airlift us out of the situation. But instead, he parachutes in to be with us in the midst of it. And so it was for the disciples in the boat that day. Whether they survived or drowned, they had nothing to fear because Jesus was with them. And it's the same for us. When we offer our lives to him and put our faith in him, we are promised that we will never perish but have everlasting life through him. And so the rain is coming in, so I'm just going to close uh, by reminding us of those wonderful, reassuring words from uh, Paul's letter to the Romans, where he says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword or rain? No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you.